0: I was no better than you fucking singing earlier, shut up. And welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture-related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me a senpai. And joining me tonight, I have our poser extraordinaire, Nitai.
1: Time to celebrate depressed people.
0: <laughs> and our chivalry of Shota Shodro. Umaru
2: is goat.
0: <laughs> She's something, alright. She's a goat? Um, yeah, so okay. tonight, it's at, we've come to the end of yet another year. Uh, 2017 is almost over in fact we're recording this on the 29th so there's only two more days left to go in the in the year um so we thought we'd get together and do our annual year-end review um so before we actually get started handing out our yearly awards i want to take a quick moment to look back at 2017 um and i want to start by asking the two people i have with me of the four seasons we had in 2017 which was your favorite no, I'm not probably. prepared
2: for this question. You didn't write <laughs> okay. this down on the Google
0: Doc. Okay. <laughs> <Is> it- <laughs> why don't you
2: start it off, Mr. Host? Alright, well,
0: I, I will start it off. Um, of the four, I have to say that my favorite season was probably uh, either Winter or Summer. And I'll tell you why. Winter had probably the biggest proportion of shows that I both watched and finished. Um, and then Summer had Awari Monogatari Season 2, which was just absolutely phenomenal and If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know one thing, that I love the Monogatari series. So any season that has Monogatari in it is going to be great. Those are my two. Um, Um,
1: Sure. I'll give a shout-out to Winter 2017. Mainly because of, like... um, I think it's mainly because of Konosuba, actually. Just for the reason of, like, you know, that weekly experience of, oh, yeah, great, another episode of Konosuba to make me happy. So that sort of... um, memory is something that'll stick with me for a bit because that that show meant a lot to me while we are so that's cool yeah
0: um and you had rakugo and winter yeah well. and rakugo but
1: that's like for different reasons I, it's, <laughs> I think it's mainly i think of winter because of that weekly experience of getting to a new episode of konosuba and like getting a good laugh out of it and then waiting for the next week
0: yeah what about you show
2: i'll have to answer with the same thing winter 2017 um, also, because of Blue Exorcist, which we haven't had like anything for in like four years or something—I don't know the exact number—a number of years—and um, I was really happy to see it, even though it was like average. It's still, you know, good old Rin with his cute cat. How can you deny <laughs> the excitement? Um, but yeah, those Konosu—no, not Konosuba. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I meant to say Rakugo, Scum's Wish, uh Iron-Blooded Orphans too. Um, and most importantly, um that was the season that Ordinal Scale aired. Oh my god. And- <laughs> I'm joking, kid. The last one was a troll. But <laughs> <laughs> the other ones like come on, there's so many amazing shows aired in that one season. It was a kind scene. of crazy. It was gr- it was great and especially like the rest of the seasons it was maybe one or two good ones in my opinion but like winter was jam-packed and I loved it
0: yeah I mean it definitely had the highest as I said before highest proportion of shows that I both started and finished I mean you had Konosuba you had Rakugo you had Scum's Wish you had uh, Yojo Sinki you had uh, oh Yod- pff, that was a disappointment well <laughs> the ending was a little disappointing but the beginning was pretty good um I mean, you just had, an anomaly. you had Dragon Maid, which I never watched, but apparently everybody loved. Uh, it was decent, for sure. But anyway, yeah. Um, alright, well then, there's only one other question I have before we get into our awards, and that is, for each of us to name our biggest surprise and or disappointment throughout the year. And I'll go ahead and start. I have one surprise and one disappointment. Um... My biggest surprise has been from actually this fall season, and that's Blend S. I never thought going into it. I thought it was just gonna be like a really like cute Moe show, which it is sometimes. Um, but I never thought it would make me laugh as much as it has, and never thought it would make me actually care about the characters in the show, and I never thought I would actually end up enjoying it as much as I have. Um either one of you actually watching or watched Blend S? Um, I don't watch on. trash. Uh well, your taste notwithstanding, Sean. Um, anyway, all right, well, then I'll just move on. Um, my biggest disappointment throughout the year. Um, I think I would have to say that my biggest disappointment was the spring season in general. Wow. Because it was just so devoid of anything, it was. a lot it of was. watchable things.
2: So there was nothing. It was nothing in the spring.
0: I mean, okay. I'll, I'll put it out there. Even if you actually liked MHA and Attack on Titan, that's two shows out of fifty so or fifty or so that aired throughout the
1: season. That was pretty good in that
0: season. No, that was not. I'm just saying, like those are the two big shows that premiered and aired during that season. And I'm saying, even if you liked and watched all of that, it's still just two shows. Two out of fifty is not a good proportion. Anyway, that was my biggest disappointment. So, what about you guys, Nitai?
1: Sure. Um, I think my like my biggest surprise was actually from the spring season. It's a little show called Tsukigakurei, which was surprisingly well done. Like, CG crowds, not a good idea. But it was a very heartfelt story, very, very adorable romance. I really enjoyed it. Also broke a lot of, like, you could say genre conventions, which I always appreciated. It, it was a good time. I really enjoyed that. But most disappointing show. I almost forgot about it. Until you just mentioned, like, disappointed that I looked up shows I watched this year, and I haven't finished it yet, but Sakurada The Reset, man, was probably <laughs> the most, one of the most frustrating viewing experiences of my life. It's probably up there with future diaries, but. Oh my god. That show is a train wreck. I mean, my god. I don't know why I want to finish it, but I know it's going to happen. So, yeah, we'll see what comes next after an episode full of just meandering and doing absolutely nothing but, can, can i
0: ask you would you yeah. be as disappointed in that show had it not been done by david productions
1: probably not <laughs> <laughs> i would probably think ah, oh, this is just mediocre i have no because i had expectations of it because you know you see david productions like oh cool i i love these guys they they do some dope shit yeah. not this time <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I I feel like this. I feel the same. Like if that sh- if that show had been animated by any other studio, I don't think people would have been nearly as disappointed by it. Mm-hmm. Especially coming off like the enormous success that JoJo's Part Four was for them. Coming off from this. one of my
1: favorite shows of all time. Good job, David Production. Yeah. <laughs> Still, it's David Production. It looked good. <laughs> no, it didn't even that. It it was muted. The first and episode
0: looked pretty good. <sighs>
1: Everything else was kind of shit. Let's let's move on from this shit show. Okay. All right,
0: uh, show. <laughs> what was your biggest surprise and/or disappointment?
2: Well, my biggest surprise—I don't know if this counts because it's not finished yet, but it started—is um, Black Clover. <laughs> oh God! You absolutely disappoint <laughs> okay, me. You like... Disappoint me so much. Looking at the preview, it was so cringy and bad and stupid and bland. Because it is. It is. It it is all of those things. Okay, let me finish. Okay. (laughs) Um, And generic and boring and sad and disappointing. Um, But when I watched it, Alex, you're right. It was indeed all those things. But (laughs) for some reason, it's just so like... It's so nostalgic to the days when I was a stupid person and would watch anime and not think about it. And I'm like, bring back my youth.
1: Remember Wait, those, those, those are the old days. <laughs>
2: Shut up. Your youth.
1: youth was filled with ah <laughs> and that shit.
2: He okay. He's not that annoying. Okay, he's uh, like yeah,
1: he
0: is.
2: Okay, he is, but in a cute oh. way. It's in a cute way? <laughs> Anyways, I find it so bad it's good. It's, I actually found it very entertaining, honestly, That's for some reason. Listen, let me have my simple joys. <laughs> very <laughs> <Okay>. simple. <laughs> and my biggest disappointment is um, obviously Kado. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> because um, we all know the ending was shit. It made no sense. Like, literally made no sense. And it had a really good premise and a really good. Yeah, that's all. Really good premise. That's all. The first
1: eight episode were strong as fuck.
2: They were very strong. Yes, I was very, uh, I, ve- I was very surprised, and then I got disappointed. So I really think,
0: and, and I, we'll probably get into this later because I actually awarded Kato something. Um, that if that show had had maybe two more episodes, it probably would have had a better ending because the ending was a bit rushed. I think if they had had a couple more episodes to flesh out the story, then it wouldn't. The ending wouldn't have felt as bad as it was.
2: I guess if it that, had been green, my- if it had been greenlit for a second season and left off on a cliffhanger and then continued, I, it would also have been interesting. Because they could have gone so
0: far with that. Like they had so much content to go through. That's a very True. interesting it, premise. Especially the way that episode eight ended. Like if it had ended there and said, you know, to be continued next season. That actually would have been really cool, I think. Yeah. And if it had another eight episodes, I think it would have been fantastic. Exactly. All right. Okay. Anyway, uh, so uh, let's go ahead and get into all our awards giving out thingy, Majigger. And that was a great segue. Uh, <laughs> we're going to start things off with best soundtrack. Um, I'll go ahead and go first. Um, I'm giving my best soundtrack to March. March comes in like a lion, um, specifically the first season because the second season isn't over yet. Um, yeah, yeah. We time, preface this by
1: around. like saying <clears throat> that shows that ended in 2017 are eligible for their awards.
0: Yeah, anything that ended in 2017. It could have started in 2016, but as long as it ended in 2017, we're still counting it for our awards. Yeah. Um, like March comes like a lion. Um, for me, the soundtrack of March is it's 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 really it it complements what's going on on screen so well that it makes the scenes much more emotional, at least for me. Um, and I think that's one thing that the the overall soundtrack of March and the does really well is the emotional impact of it. Um, it makes you feel the sadness that the characters feel. It makes you feel the happiness that they feel. It it just it complements what's going on on screen so well. And that's that's why I'm giving it best soundtrack. All right. yeah. Natai, what do you got for best soundtrack?
1: Right, so at first I wanted to give the award to March comes in like oh, a Lion as well because I think that show manages to balance having I mean, like both a melancholic tone and a more cheerful tone like very, very well. It, it's like an absolute expert in doing that. But there are so many great soundtracks this year with MAJ and Attack on Titan and like there's real plethora of choices to go through. But I would give the award to A Silent Voice because... I think the film manages to like so hit so many emotional beats that were so much strengthened with the soundtrack. And also it sort of plays into the theme of the movie. I mean, one of the main characters is a deaf person. So it's so it's interesting that what they did for the soundtrack, they actually um they actually like uh, put a microphone into a piano and it gave the whole movie this like sort of I guess you could say deaf and sound or something like that. And it was super powerful. And yeah, some of the things that are like still with me, even so many months later after I watched it. So yeah, sound voice for me.
0: Okay. Um, show.
2: I have given this award to scum's wish. Um, the soundtrack and that was completely just mind blowing. It made the show like, also it was always blaring 24/7 which I like. <laughs> I like overpowering soundtracks. I don't like subtle in the in the distance like you can barely hear it. No. Blasted in my face which is exactly, <laughs> <laughs> That's what just, That's no, exactly what which is said. exactly what Scum's Wish did and it added so much to the tension, so much to the drama. It is not the same show at all without the soundtrack like uh, I read the manga, obviously without the soundtrack, and it was shit, in my humble opinion, um, for multiple reasons. But obviously also because it did not have this this amazing soundtrack, and there are so many tracks. Well,
0: th- this might shock you, but there's no manga out there that has a soundtrack.
2: <laughs> no, there are no, there are some like the
0: web comics that are like,
2: listen to this while you read. Well, uh, yeah, there are those. Those are cool. Yeah, that's why, bitch, step back step back with your fucking back Listen backtalk. to Linkin
1: Park's crawling while reading our manga.
2: Oh my god, yes. Oh my god, man.
1: Crushed. Crushed. Could, you, could you imagine? Some reading could some you sections imagine... comes with crawling in
0: my skin. <laughs> could you imagine Araki doing that with JoJo's?
1: Yes, please! <laughs>
0: it's like, fucking stand up here. Listen to this song now. Anyway. Even before
1: I introduce is never gonna give you up in part 8. Oh, <laughs>
2: I'm cringing, you can't see it, but I'm cringing. <laughs>
1: anyway.
0: Oh. but yeah, I actually, I agree with a lot of what you're saying about scum's wishes uh soundtrack it was It was very impactful when in the moments that it needed to be for sure
2: yeah one of the tracks i don't know the name where it's like just a slow piano key by key like you're going higher and higher and it's just like it's so fucking creepy and climactic and it's like you're just watching the people suffer on screen as the piano slowly gets higher and higher and you're like why what is happening yeah i definitely got into the soundtrack okay i'm done (laughs) <laughs> well, to be fair, you're watching people suffer either
0: way, whether there's music or not. Yes. <laughs> suffer for me, okay. <clears throat> All right, we'll move on to our uh, our next award, and that is for best OP. Um, I have given this award to uh, Zen Ugh. Zenryoku Summer by Angela, and that was the OP for Aho Girl. Now, shut up, go- shut up, show. <laughs> let me finish before you tear into this um i love first of all i love the song just because it's angela and angela's fantastic um but i also want the thing i love probably more about this op is that the visuals themselves changed in every single episode and all the visuals were based on just gags with playing off how stupid the main character is in the show um I thought that was really a really nice touch to come back to every week, especially since this is, was an OP for a short, where a lot of shorts don't even have OPs, or if they do, they're very, very short and very, very simple. Um, I thought this was a really nice change for something that... It it really didn't need it to make the show any better, but because it has it, it makes the show just that much better, in my opinion. So you just like I. bananas? I do like... Well, actually, actually, fun fact about me, I actually don't like bananas that much. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. I wasn't talking about the fruit.
0: <laughs> that kind of banana I like a lot. Uh, Good to know. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. It's high. What was your best OP of the year?
1: All right. Um, yeah, we had a lot of great OPs this year. Dragon Maid. Um, fuck, i blanking. Good job. It's that banana. <laughs> uh, banana? 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 Why not? Anyway, well I have great OPs this year. We had Raku Shinjo, had a solid OP, Konosuba 2, we had the Gundam, eh, Gundam Iron Blood Orphans had some really good openings, I so checked that out, Kakigo It was a strong year for openings in general, but I think two openings in particular stood out for me, and so like, I still listen to them and watch them almost on a daily basis, I know it's unhealthy, but stay with me. <laughs> Um, so, and I feel like the strongest this year were both Attack on Titan's uh, sh- uh, opening and MAJ Season two, specifically Sora and Yutaiba, the second opening. Now, I think both of them are so strong be- is because both the direction is really impressive and quite... It's so good! And aside from that, the strongs are like, great as well to like, back up the visuals. But if I have to choose if I had to choose between them and I like I honestly keep going back and forth between both of them cuz so, both of them are so good. I think my OP of the year would be Sora New Taiba because aside from the visuals looking great and like working together with the lyrics of the song, the song itself by Amazarashi is so good. Like I listen to that all the time. So yeah, Sora New Taiba is my pick for OP of the year.
2: I right. love that song as well. And the visuals are amazing. Well, the sakuga guy at the end is amazing. Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, uh Show, what do you have for best OP of the year?
2: Tell me my hero, where are you going? What oh, do God. I need to end my war? Hit me on the ground, hit me oh, on God. the ground, hit me on the ground, hit me on the ground. Hit
0: me so I don't oh, have to hear it. this anymore. Uh-uh. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do you want to explain like what the name of that song is? Who does it? and um, What it's if
2: from? you don't know the name of the song? Then you don't deserve to know. <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs>
1: it's, good to know. Psst, it's good to know. It's good to know my you. hero from Inuyashiki.
0: Thank you. Ah, Someone is actually paying Just attention.
1: Think of, think of the listeners. You know.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's really all you have to say about it. You just wanted to sing. You wanted to do some karaoke tonight? Um oh, anytime, man with a mission, give me that karaoke track. okay then. Um I'll move on. <laughs> I really was expecting you to say something about it, but I guess not. Um Alright, we'll move on then. Um so next award is for best E D. Um I am giving this to a track called Los 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 by Ayoyuki. Uh, and that is the ED from, for most of the episodes, of Yojo Sinki, or Saga of Tanya the Evil from Winter Season. Um, the visuals for this ED are very, very simple. In fact, they're kind of non-existent. Um, mm-hmm. But I gave this particular ED best ED for the song itself, because I fucking love this song. Um, I like the fact that they let Ayuki um, sing the song I think she does a really good job. She's the she also voices the main character of Tanya in the saga of Tanya the Evil. Um, I also love the fact that the lyrics of the song alternate between German and Japanese. Um, <laughs> schnell, I, schnell. <laughs> um, I'm sure there's no connection of that whatsoever to World War II. Um, lying, there absolutely is. Um, And speaking of listening to stuff every single day, which is unhealthy, I know, um, there's, ever since I got this song, um, or downloaded this song, there's probably not a day that goes by that I don't listen to it at least once. Um, You sick man. It's a really good song, and I like it. Um, And I think it kind of complements the actual show pretty well. But other than that, yeah, that's, that's my best ED of the year. Yeah, there were EDs with better visuals, but fuck it. You don't watch the EDs or visuals, you watch it for the song. <laughs> so uh, I'll move on to Natai. What'd you pick for best so ED?
1: So I'm actually going to disagree with that last statement, because my pick is uh, is an ED that you totally watch for the visuals as well. Um, <laughs> Cyber though, Tanya also had a solid OP with Jimmy Lujang. Yes. But anyway, my pick Get is... <laughs> my pick is Orion For Once Comes In Like A line was the second ED and I think that song manages to like set a tone with whenever each episode would end and you just were hit by this ED and all the feels that come with it it's very different and unique both with its aesthetic and the song itself um, very chill kind of depressing in a sense but also super colorful and it just there's something about that ED that like, really stuck with me and I keep thinking about it. Um, so yeah, that's my pick. So great. You're all right. Go the, watch the it.
0: Vi- the visuals of that ED are really good. Yeah. Personally, I preferred the visuals of the first ED. Sure. Was that's was a
1: Was that the name of the song? It was uh, uh, Fire by bum Chicken. Chicken. Here's the thing. With that first ED and first OP, that was a hard act to follow. And I think Shaft managed to, to follow it up with both a second, a second OP and second ED that were <laughs> Very solid as well. So. Oh yeah,
0: they're 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 all four of them are good. I'm just yeah. saying, visually, I prefer the first ED to the second ED, but That's they're right. both good. They're both they're both top notch. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Show. What'd you pick for best ED? Wait.
2: Oh, you liked Orion? I mean, yeah. I personally like the third Sangatsu ED better than the second. Third. Like the one, or no, no, no. Never mind. Never mind. I'm confusing my EDs. They all look the same. Okay. <laughs> wow.
0: No, they don't, but sure, go ahead. What was, your, what was your fucking ED of the year?
2: Oh, since you're so uh, ecstatic to know, uh, my ED was Attack on Titan Season 2's ED, which is all in Japanese, so whatever. The ED for the second season of Attack on Titan, um, which was basically just like- Sing it for us. <laughs> I don't speak Japanese. That's why- Okay, listen, I had to sing the OP because it was in English. I speak English. <laughs> right? Like, we're so connected there. Okay, anyways. So, um... <laughs> yeah. So, the Attack on Titan ED, um, the visuals were basically just, like, carvings on a wall uh, depicting something. Like, you don't really know what they're depicting. Depicting, like, people eating people, titans eating something, whatever. Um, but I really liked it because it was very tasteful foreshadowing to the manga. Mm. Um... And, like, from an anime-only perspective, you have no idea what the fuck is going on. But (laughs) it really ties in with the event in the manga, which will be animated in the third season. So it has great rewatchability so that once you know the events in the third season, you can come back to the second season, look at the ED, and be like, Oh my god, I just watched that in the third season and I already knew about it. But anyways, I really like that uh, aspect of that ED um, and also, the song was super creepy, and I loved it. I love creepy things. Um, yeah. So, overall, it was a really great little doodah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Loved it. I would like mm-hmm. to add to that. You, ma- you you touched that, but yeah. I think like the song itself is super eerie, and that it works pretty well, because you have this contrast of listening to a song that is almost seem like it's sung by a choir of children and then you and you watch like a bunch of titans eating people and that contrast like is just super weird and super eerie i think that's what makes that et so good
2: yeah it's super weird and then they put some kind of layer on the voice and it sounds yeah like hazy i don't know what they do it's really really strange
0: mm-hmm. but
2: i like it it's good
1: good job wit studio good job <laughs>
0: I'm still disappointed we didn't get to hear your lovely, lovely pipes sing this song. Uh, you want me to? <laughs> no, I don't. I do not want you to sing the first song. I either. can hum it. That's okay. Moving on. Um, our next award that we're giving out is uh, Best Art Style of the Year. I am giving my uh, Best Art Style Award to Little Witch Academia. I love Trigger. I love just about everything that Trigger's done, except Kiznaiver. but the art was really good in that. Um, uh and i mean it's a little witch academia so i kind of knew what it was going to be going in um because i saw the specials beforehand um they did change the art style slightly for the show um i thought that the the color palette that they used is a little brighter in the show than the specials the ova specials that they did um but overall like the the costume designs didn't change a whole lot some of the some of the character designs changed a little bit um but the overall art, art style really didn't change that much, and it's it's trigger. I mean, it looks like a trigger show, and I love that art style. I can't really describe it any other way besides it's trigger. Um, that's it. I mean, and that's why I love it. Um, any any time that trigger puts out something, I'm probably gonna love its art style. Like even though I didn't love Kiznaiva from last year, I still love its art style, and I still I still recommend people watch it specifically to watch the, look at the art. Um, but yeah. Little Witch Academia. It's cute. It's great. Go watch it now.
2: You you trigger whore.
0: Triggered. <laughs> I love Trigger, man. Trigger is one of my favorite anime studios. Definitely in my top three. Anyway, uh, Natai, what'd you pick?
1: An ir- unironic Konosuba, too. <laughs> he, now, here's the thing with Konosuba. It's
0: for that dance in the OP, isn't it?
1: It's, it's <laughs> it, it sure helped. Um, Konosuba is just absolutely adored for sticking with a th- with <clears throat> picking a theme and just going all out with it and that's like depicting the most dopiest of, of fantasy worlds and just absolutely nailing it it's like whether it's just er- no one has like no one knows what's bras in this world so sure or it's like how dopey and derpy all the characters can get from time to time like that show ooh, like the art style in that show just is so fun to watch how it's just <laughs> falling apart each Episode it's incredible. I absolutely love how the show looks. I never wanted to change. So yeah, Konosuba took for me.
0: Okay, I I will say that this that I think that the art style in Konosuba, especially the second season, definitely like helps the comedy a little bit. Oh, sure. Like the derpiness of like how the the art is done really <laughs> helps like sell the comedy in my opinion. Um. All right, show. What do you choose for best art style?
2: I chose Children of the Whales, which is just so beautiful. Everything is like shaded in crayon, mm-hmm. and it's like so quirky and unique and special. Um, and also, well, I guess this is art style. So, listen, the people are hot in there, okay. But <laughs> besides that, like the actual um, scenes are so beautiful. Like the rolling sands, it kind of it kind of looks like um, I don't know. Like it was animated on paint sometimes, but you know, it like works. Like watercolor. No, like MS Paint. Oh, say, I like it like an they actual painting. like like they drew things on MS Paint and then they uh-uh, they like put it together in like a an animation reel and it's like it's kind of kind of like low brow but also like you know you know that kind of those art pieces where it's like two sticks together and then it's like high art. It's kind yeah, of like that. Modern you know? art. That modern art. And that is what Children of the Whales is. You should watch
0: it because it's beautiful. <laughs> I see. Beautiful.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. That's it? That's all you got to say about the crayon piece?
2: Um, I mean, what else is there to say?
0: Okay. Not, nothing. Nothing. If it's done for effect. It can be really good. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what? If it's done for an effect that's it can be good. That's all I'm saying.
2: I mean, okay, I like more... Also,
0: it's called whale calf. (laughs) Whatever, Alex. That's the
2: fan translation. Okay. I think it's Uh, better than children of whales, honestly. Honestly, I do kind of like whale calves better. (laughs) Yes,
0: it's always calves day. Let me tell you, always calves day. Well, um, honestly, what do you call a child of a whale? A calf.
2: Oh, honey. Oh, you made me lose my train of thought. Okay. Um, (laughs) I really like experimental art style. So, like, Kyoto animation would be, like, the polar opposite of experimental. It's, like, the highest quality basic stuff, you know? But then I kind of like when it's not, you know, the most, like, you don't pour the money into it, but it's a quirky and weird... You love love uh, some style, sketchy shit. So I like that. Yeah, yeah. You like some sketchy shit. <laughs> I do like that as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, you would good. love Shin Chan then. God, that art yeah. is crap.
2: I'm surprised none of you nominated. Um, Chil- uh, not children of the whales. <laughs> <laughs> March comes in like a lion because it's it's a really did, nice art. Yeah, the art is. is great.
1: It just I just like Konosuba's better. Not because March is as a bad art, side it's incredible.
0: Oh, yeah, uh-huh. March, uh-huh. March, is, March is anything by shaft is going to look good. No, mm.
2: not true. Monogatari does not look good art style-wise. It looks uh, really yeah, it bad. Does. I,
1: will, does not, I will
0: debate looks... you on that until the, the end the movies do time. not count.
2: The movies do not count.
0: Although, I'm not just talking about I the see I see how
1: in that title, it sure does count. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Whatever. Move on.
1: Yeah, moving on. I
0: will debate you on this later, and then I will strangle you. Um, All right, moving on. The spanking begin. uh, (laughs) moving on. Uh, The next our next award is for best animation. Um, My my pick for this, and I'm I'm I'll bend over now and get ready to be his reamed for this. Um, I'm giving my award for best animation to Kado. The right answer now. shut up psych (laughs) that's the
1: wrong answer (laughs) hold on
0: so the reason i'm doing this is because kado if you haven't seen it um what it does really well is it blends 2d and 3d animation together um and it does this in a way that I really haven't seen done before, is to where it makes the transition seems very natural. Whereas a lot of shows that have both two D and three D animation, the transition between the two is very unnatural. All you have to do is watch Berserk, the new Berserk, to fo- to see that, or you can watch any of the old um, Initial D uh, anime um, to see how like absolutely just jerky and how just not really well done the transitions between the two are but i think that kato did it really well and all the action it doesn't have a lot of action in it but the action that Kado does have is also animated really really well it's very solid and it's it's pretty it looks good throughout um they really it doesn't really seem like animation wise there was a, a dip in it throughout the run of the show even if story-wise it kind of takes a dip in the last few episodes um but yeah that's that's my pick for best animation
2: actually i don't think you've seen this but uh the eccentric family blended 2d and 3d really well as well so shout out to that
0: okay i mean i no, i haven't seen that so i can't i can't say but of the stuff that i have seen this year i think that kato did a really good job blending the zoo um also it's uh worth noting that the op uh for Kado is completely 3d so and it, it, it was looks really, really good really yeah. it's a really good opening um so natai what you pick for best animation
1: yeah first off shout outs to kato for sure for like doing cg right it just good job like the <laughs> I'll, I'll touch on it later but yeah kato managed to show a level of restraint with its usage of 3d that's like very commendable but anyway my pick, i'd also I
0: might... like to point out before, mm-hmm? just one second that sure. it's really hard going into this watching kato it was really difficult for me to believe that it was done by Toei. That's how good the animation sure.
1: is. That's very true. <laughs> anyway, go on. Yeah, actually, I just like I have no clue with my pick for this one, but I think I'll give it to Kekai Sensen and, and Beyond. That show just knows how to put so many like visual gags and like tiny details like everywhere. Like the world of Hell's Famous Lot feels like it's real because there's so much level detail. Put into it. it's incredible, and like aside from having a lot of like big Sakuga moments, which I mean it spawns that so many, <laughs> they had so many opportunities for that. Is with K.K. Sensen and then M.H.A. Season Two, like they know how to deliver that. Uh, it just like I don't know. It just, I think it's like it's my pick for just managing to like make the whole world feel real with its animation. So yeah, that's my pick.
0: All right then uh show what'd you pick for best animation well obviously
2: is that yeah you don't even have to ask it's obviously attack on titan i mean attack on (laughs) titan should have uh won every award but you know we have to be fair to the other nominees uh (laughs) but yeah okay like spinning point of view uh maneuver gear camera shots can you beat that no and that's all I have to say. But no, like, the choreography for the fights in Attack on Titan and how they animated it and, um, like, directed it and but, like, focus on the animation, it was so impressive and amazing. And it kept up with Season 1, except for the CG Titan, but we don't talk about that. It, um, was,
1: it was okay. I don't think it was that of an issue.
2: No, it wasn't that bad. But yeah, like... When Attack on Titan was hype, the animation was fucking hype. Like it was so good, and especially in the OP. That Sakuga in the OP was yeah. just like ah,
1: so good. <laughs> I, I changed my pen so many times whenever a new episode would come. Yeah, uh, that is a little bit of information it. I didn't. <laughs> you know
2: it. Yeah, that
1: choreography at the, at the end of the opening it was like the end of the opening it was really good it was like it was fantastic yes my so jaw good. dropped the first time i saw that oh my god are you
0: done orgasming can i move on no just give me a second okay i'm done
1: mm. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> okay wow um all right so our next our next award that we're giving out is best cinematography um myself and show i believe are actually giving it to the same uh to the same uh show and that's going to be march march something like a lion um, yeah, why why did you give it out to the to March?
2: One word: Shaft. Done yeah. next. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty much
0: it. You're right. I mean, it is Shaft. Um, there's a reason that Shaft is my favorite anime studio, and March comes like a lion, and Owari and both prove why it is. Their cinematography is unparalleled. A lot of that you can chalk up to Akikishimbo. Um, the man is a fucking genius when it comes to camera work and and just like scene setting and just. It's beautiful. Um, I think also. Go ahead. The only reason
2: I did not fall asleep during this show because is because the camera changes every (laughs) second. Um, And like, listen, I can't look at a shogi player. What the fuck is shogi? I don't know. Still, Um, (laughs) be depressed and mope around, and then hang out with three sluts all fucking day. Okay, this is fucking boring. Exactly. Okay. Um, the camera angle changing and all the different shots really help me stay awake, and that's why I give it to uh, March Comes In Like a Lion.
1: <laughs> Don't you dare call them sluts.
0: Yeah, exactly. Akari is an absolutely beautiful, beautiful no, girl. The sluttiest of them all is definitely Momo. Fuck you. Oh my god, you suck. Anyway, uh, getting away from that stupidity, um, <laughs> I also want to point out that um, the, this, there's a specific scene in the first season of March, March Comes In Like a Lion, That really, really, like... It's definitely what won this award for me. And that is a scene that's... It's called uh, Ray's Rant. And now you guys know which one I'm talking about. It's after after he beats... um, Oh, God. Who was it that he he defeated? I can't remember now. It was in the Lion King tournament. Anyway. um, He defeats one of his opponents. And his opponent basically says that he wants to give up now. Because he's been beaten so many times. And ray feeling like that he's responsible for this person's belief that he needs to just give up goes into like an empty field and just starts shouting at the ground like that scene the way it's set up is just absolutely perfect and it just makes me feel for ray so much because he's having like a nervous breakdown and the, the the way that the camera is changing angles constantly kind of reflects that and i thought it was done so well i think that that scene alone is what wins march this award for me Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Natai, what do you choose for best cinematography?
1: Kind of the right answer. Yes. Um, that is the right answer. <laughs> it is. We <laughs> talked the... on it earlier, but I think there's something about, like, dr- directors moving from 2D animation to 3D. It seems like they kind of forget how to direct, like, to, they just forget what they learned from directing 2D animation. And, like, you mentioned Berserk, and, like, I don't and i do not want to just hate on it, but it's just a really good example of a director, like, taking the tools of 3D animation and just, like, doing it wrong. Like, spinning the, the camera all the time and, put like, just weird editing stuff. It's just, like, it's bizarre. So when Kado came along and was like, no, that's how you do it, it was, like, it was super impressive to see. Like, the level of restraint and just, like, using CG well and, like, even though it's it like kept jumping between the two styles, it never it never lost the consistency of like good cinematography and like well implemented one that. So yeah, I think that that's my pick.
0: All right. I then mean, I definitely agree with you, for sure. Um and it's definitely done well, like I said before, three D and two D blended together in the right way. Um all right, let's move on. Um next category is best character designs. Um I gave mine to Little Witch Academia for one reason and one reason only. It's fucking Trigger. I love Trigger's character designs. I love the way Trigger draws characters. That's it. It's Trigger. Natai.
1: Keke, Sensei, and Beyond. Every character in that cast is just super. It, it just whenever they come on screen, they come alive and like they all look incredible. All of them are just dope and cool and just like like Beep back in the day. Took the, the the rule of cool and pumped it up to eleven. Now KK Sensen tries to do the same thing, and in my opinion, manages to do it quite well. And yeah, each character just pops, has like its own unique look, and just yeah, it's good character design. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> it's definitely
0: something to be said for that rule of cool. Mm-hmm. All right, show <sighs> so, what do you choose?
2: <coughs> I gave it to Bukake Gurui. <laughs> Um Yeah. Um, because I am a sub and I need a dom in my life, and this is what Guru gave to me in the form of Jabami and her other uh, classmates, and I very Which much appreciate it. Oh, okay.
0: yes, it's <laughs> definitely Bukake Guru for sure. Oh yes, <laughs> those eyes though. And I don't think oh. there's enough
2: men in that school to make a Bukake Guru though.
0: Mm. You only really need a couple. You need some. You need. You need a couple guys and just. Oh, I forgot. Good, there good are men in
2: that school. They're all below the women's heels. I forgot. <laughs> it's sometimes hard to remember that they're they are groveling on the floor. But I I, I see. Yes.
0: Or just okay. being furniture.
2: Mm. Oh, it's true. They are furniture sometimes. <laughs>
0: I'm glad you remember that. Thank you for that that beautiful memory. <laughs> all right moving on you should watch kakigurui it's it's pretty good um, um Nitai. that was specifically for you
1: no nah, i'm good <laughs> I, I watched the op that was dope i'm good oh
2: my god but the ed though she's okay, like i'll give it a look it's only a minute and a half okay it's it's not what you expect it's not good <laughs> it's just sexy but it,
0: okay. is it sexy mm-hmm. yes Alright, moving on. Alright, our next category is Best Female Character of the Year. Now... Ew! <laughs> <I'll blow you. laughs> Why did you do can, that, Alex? As you can tell by Sho's reaction, <laughs> he does not approve of my choice. Okay. Me neither. So, <laughs> Shut up! I have a reason! Let me get to it. Alright, so I have chosen... Hold on. <laughs> I have chosen... Satanya from Gabriel Dropout. Hold on. End the podcast now. It's over. <laughs> no, no, listen. Okay, so yes, there were some great female characters this year. There was Hitagi in Owari Monogatari. There was Tanya in Saga mean, Tanya the Evil. Shut I up. Lord in Cuck- 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 Monogatari. <laughs> Shut up. She was really great in Owari Monogatari Season 2. You had um, basically all the girls in Blend S were really great. Um, all
1: the girls in March comes in like a lion as well.
0: All the girls in March comes in like a lion are great. You also had Kino, who's a fantastic female character. Um, I just For some reason, and I, I, I know why, Satanya just really sticks out to me because she is the epitome of a Chinebio character. And... I love Genevieve characters. Like, I fucking love Rika and love Genevieve and other delusions. And Satania reminds me of Rika in many, many ways. Um, and let's not forget that Satania was the source of many, many anime memes from 2017. Is um, that a compliment, also some of the, Huh?
1: Is that a compliment, though? Yes. <laughs> okay, sure.
0: Um... <laughs> Um, she also gave me personally some of the best fac- uh, face, face, facials, facials. <laughs> I wish <laughs> uh, facial reaction pics that I can use to just troll people with. Um, and I-, I just, I really liked her character. And uh, please, no bully.
1: <laughs> please, I'll no think bully. About it.
0: The cringe. Shut up! my love Satania. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> go ahead, try. Please don't bully.
1: I'll try. So, my pick is Konatsu from Showa Genroku Rakugo Shinju season 2. Now, here's the thing. Say that five times fast. That Wilf? Fuck you. Here's the thing. <laughs> Back in season 1, we were introduced to Konatsu and she's like, oh, that's a layered character. She's pretty cool. I wonder what what's going to happen to her next. Then we didn't see her for season 1. Like, we didn't see her for the rest of the season. Season 2, though, we got to see so many great moments between her and the rest of the cast, whether it's, like, with Yotaro or Yakumo or, like, everyone. It's so good. And her development as a character throughout the season and to see how, like, her passion for Rakugo pays off in so many ways. It was such a heartfelt story to me. Like, I, rem- I, I won't forget that one Jugimo scene where she does <laughs> Jugimo for the rest of, like, for the children. And they're so excited for her, and she's like, uh, because, you know, in the story of Rakugo Shinju, women aren't supposed to perform that type of art, but she's in front of children, so it's okay. They don't know about it. They don't mind. And when she walks off stage, and the camera is, like, doesn't show her face, so, like, she... like. You're trying to say like what how she feels about it. then she goes to talk to you and he encourages her. then she gives that smile and it's like it sells everything. Konatsu is an incredible character and my god is she like she manages to like give me the feels every time I think about that show. So yeah, Konatsu, what a yeah. terrific character.
0: She is pretty great and I hate to braid this teen its time, she has kind of a MILF. Fuck you <laughs> <laughs> That's not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> anyway, moving on to absolute garbage. I mean, show.
2: Um, I don't know if you're talking about me or my pick. I hope you're not both both? me. No, not both. Rude. (laughs) Pick your poison. Okay, I've chosen Mikasa Ackerman from Attack on Titan. I'm stuck with you. I don't
0: want to make you poisonous. Oh, my God.
2: Which is the best show and franchise and manga in the world. No, I'm joking, but it is. Um, But, yeah, Mikasa is an amazing character, and I love her. Well, she only got really one good scene in the second (laughs) season. But, Ashley's not that look that I'm talking about, but oh, that okay. is a really I did like that look. That was a really good look. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> oh my god, wait, are you talking about the look she gave at to... the end of the show? Oh, at the end?
1: Like, like in the fi- uh, in the like one of the final episodes when they're chasing that Titan and she's like th- looking through his fingers and. Oh, that one! Yeah. (laughs) That one was
2: so fucking extra. Oh my god, Studio Wit, like, calm down. So many lines of of pencil on that. (laughs) Oh my god. But, like, she was a fucking yandere. She had so many yandere looks in that season, though. I I love the look. It was, like, subtle but still fucking... um, Savage when she Someone was looking to back. Anne. I'm gonna fuck you up.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> was looking back at A- no, looking back at Aaron when he's like talking to Reiner and Bertel and she's like, Yeah. And she's like, Hand on her knives. Let me cut you. Just say the word. <laughs> Anyways, but those were all very good uh facial expressions. But the the scene I was talking about was um. I'm not gonna go into details, but it was near the end when she's crying and she's thanking Aaron. Oh yeah. And fuck oh, you. That's a good scene. Okay, no, so it was a good scene. I just okay, reminded okay. Of something else. Oh, oh, okay, you know what whatever. Anyways, <laughs> I really liked that scene because Um, everybody is faced with a situation where they know they are going to die. Like, there are, there's zero chances of survival. Like, usually there's, like, 1% or 2%, but this time 0%. Everybody's gonna die. And everybody's freaking out, everybody's crying, everybody's dying. Uh, But Mikasa is like, fuck this. Let me confess to my man, and then I can die peacefully. And you know what? I appreciate that. Resolve, and I you know, really like that
1: scene. I appreciate that scene as well, but my god, did she get cocked in that scene?
2: <laughs> no, I don't think she got cucked. No, it, but the way it, no, it, no, 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 presented. no, like okay, like you can say she got cocked, but to me, I interpret that as Aaron being like, "Don't confess to me, because if you confess to me, you are saying that." You admit that you are about to die, and I don't admit that, and I'm going to fight till I die, which I really like that sure. as well. Sure.
1: Again, I, I liked <laughs> it, but like in retrospect, it was kind of funny in that way. But it was a really good thing. I do love it.
2: Oh, I, I didn't think it was funny. But anyways, I don't really need in a retrospect. confession, because th- I know they all know they love each other, except Aaron is a fucking idiot, but he knows. He knows. <laughs> he knows. He doesn't need the confession. He knows. Okay, anyways. um, But yeah, Mikasa is bae and she cuts bitches and
0: what else do you need from a woman okay done (laughs) are we done i completely zoned out there for a minute um (laughs) (laughs) moving on then uh so our next category is best male character me and natai have the same character for this yep Ray kiriyama from march because i'm like a lion tell him why natai (laughs) because I know you think the exact same thing I do
1: But like there's so many reasons I mean on a superficial level he's just as you say he's a cinnamon roll and you just want to give him a good hug but he is oh he is, such I, a cinnamon roll Ray like for me on, on a personal level I think Ray was like a good like I think March of, it Comes in like that as a whole man like taught me and I know and I talked to other people other friends of mine who also watching I was like it gave a lot of people a better understanding of depression and what it's like to face it yeah. I think Ray is like an incredible character his writing is superb and it's like he's it he was a good vehicle to like try and get a better understanding of that subject like at least to some extent because you know depression is like a heavy subject matter and I think Shaft managed to handle it in a tasteful way and like, very, like very very well and Ray is like one of the biggest reasons the show works because you want to watch him grow and be better and overcome this this like this state he's in so yeah Ray is ray's great I love it
0: yeah i'd also like to point out that we don't actually have a category for voice actor and voice actress um but if we did i definitely give it to Ray's voice actor because he does a superb job mm-hmm. as Ray um I also like to point out that I've watched a few episodes of the first season that have been dubbed, um, and the guy who does his voice in English is of the f- couple of episodes that I've watched so far has been phenomenal as well. So that's that's good. Really, it's it's great that they actually paid attention and you know like did good stuff with the dub. I haven't I haven't gone past the third episode yet, so I, I can't say if it gets any worse or better, um, but. So far so good on the English dub Kudos to Funimation for that um, Yeah Ray is just I- I've said this before And you and I have actually talked about getting together Sometime when the second season is over with And doing an entire podcast on yeah. March Come Like a Lion And we probably will do that sometime ironically in March um, <laughs> I mean that's what <laughs> it means. It's not my fault uh, um, But um, and I'll talk more about this when we actually do that podcast But there's a lot that i see in ray that reminds me of myself especially when i was in high school and it makes watching the show very emotional for me <laughs> um but yeah I, we'll get into that more when we actually do our episode on march and like lion but yeah i'm just gonna leave it at that for now um and other than that he's also really cute <laughs> anyway uh show Who'd you pick for your best male character?
2: Well, speaking of cute boys, uh, Kaz Khan <laughs> from Neo Yokyo, which is technically not an anime, but fuck you it is. Um, <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. Zip, yo.
2: yeah, it's a Netflix original. It's a Toblerone anime. Um anime! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure most people know it by that. Um... Yeah, I really like him because he's just a stuck up rich douchebag bitch. Uh like He's basically
0: how you would be if you went if you actually had a million dollars.
2: Rude. Like he just steps on people and then laughs it off. You know, he's like goals. Like goals. <laughs> no, but like I love those characters. They're so fucking I don't know. I just as a bitch I relate to other bitches and also he's fabulous like he wears Gucci he drive ghosts you know he got he pulls up in spiders he fucking okay anyways I'm not gonna okay but <laughs> yes um, also Jaden Smith is uh, a fucking you know I don't even know what to say he's something he is a, and, He's a thing that
0: exists in this world
2: and I'm into it. Oh, God. And yeah. Sure. Also, and, like, okay, like it's not my fault. The <laughs> there's not a lot of good male characters this uh, year, I in my opinion, like.
1: So on, un- so not true.
2: I mean, I'm not gonna comment on ray but I don't really see any standout male characters from what I've seen.
1: Kazuma and, but- Rainier, you got. More, let's but see. like, there's so Kyomi. such
2: Oh, okay, okay. Actually, I can see Reiner.
1: Um, he's, a, he's a good character, I think. but I hate him. Yeah, so. but it's like you hate him because I like, can he's see. Written well,
2: I can, yeah, he, yeah, I can see that. Okay, I'll give that to you. Reiner's pretty good choice. Yeah, <laughs> good job, Nithai. Okay,
0: <laughs> we can move Thank on. You anyway yes moving (laughs) on so our next to last uh category that we have before anime of the year is going to be for best writing and or story um again myself and the tie actually wrote down the same uh show for this and that is go ahead and say the title because i can't show again
1: roku rakugo Goshinju season two
0: there you go say it five times fast i'll
1: never get tired of saying that for me
0: anyway yeah um I can't speak for Natai, but for me, um, this I thought the writing in the second season was a little bit better than it was in the first. Which um especially has, which when it says came, a lot. <laughs> well, it does say a lot, especially when it comes to dialogue. And I'm not just talking about the um, the Rockago performances. I'm talking about the dialogue between the characters in between the Rockago performances. I thought they were much more powerful. I thought they were really well written, um, especially uh, the scenes between uh, Konatsu and the old man. I really loved watching those scenes. Um, and I won't give it away for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. But there is there's a couple of twists toward mm. the end that are really well executed, they're really well done. Um, and yeah, I, that's why I gave it to Rahugo. Why'd you give it
1: Yeah, I'd me? agree with you that it's even... which that was super. That really it was super surprising to me that the second season's writing was even better than the first one that says a lot because season one had some incredible writing and the character interaction was solid all the characters were super fun to watch and like it was just so engaging to see the story unfold and it's like i won't say much because we'll talk about it probably even later but um yeah it just like it was so fulfilling seeing this story come to a close and, and now we have this like solid 25 episode show that's it's a complete story it's incredible the writing is amazing and I absolutely love it so yeah, yeah. that's me and it's gotten Rakugo. people
0: like myself interested in actually watching Go performances yep and I have you can go find you can find a lot of them online uh, on YouTube there's a lot of uh, professional rock and go performers that put their stuff out on YouTube that you can find, and I either recommend you go watch it because some of it has actually been translated.
1: There's some good stuff out there. Out there.
0: Anyway, uh, show what'd you pick for best writing?
2: I picked Ironblood Orphan season two or whatever. I don't. It's categorized as season two, but it's like basically the ending of the full franchise. Um, I'm assuming you guys haven't seen it. Yeah. I have not. Okay, well you should. But, yeah, I'm planning um, on. Wow, wow, at least at least I will consider watching it. Yeah, Jesus, new time. I've Um, said I'm
1: planning on watching it.
2: Okay, so then the answer is yes, not no. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so I nominated it because, um, there's a lot of suffering and I really like suffering and I like stories that incorporate suffering. Have I mentioned I like suffering? Yes, I have because I do. Scum's Um, wish calling, yes, uh. But I nominated uh, IBO instead of Scum's Wish because not only does it have suffering, but
0: I think. Can I it, show this?
2: No, I think <laughs> I think it really tells a, a meaningful message about child soldiers and also just war in general. And it's like it's also it's almost a deconstruction of like the overuse of young uh characters in action anime and I just found it refreshing and interesting and insightful and I don't want to get into much specifics because I feel like not a lot of people have seen it and you guys haven't seen it um but there's a lot of plot twists a lot of emotions the writing is by I think Mari Okada who did Anohana and other uh she has another speaking of suffering yeah and other like stuff and she did it's really interesting to have like a super dramatic heavy writer on a Gundam series which is like more about politics so but I think they meshed really it was a bit jarring at times but it was a very interesting mesh and I really liked what came from that collaboration so yeah I really liked that show because it had some really powerful messages yeah
0: nice there is still politics in it, though, right?
2: Um, not that... M- well, yeah, kind of.
0: Because it wouldn't be a Gundam show without politics.
2: Kind of like the first season ended with a political climax, but... Oh, I guess... I guess there was another... Whatever. It There was politics in the background, but that wasn't the main thing. Okay.
0: I mean, it's yeah. a Gundam show, so... Eh.
2: I mean, yeah.
0: Anyway. Alright, well, we'll move on to... Uh, the big the one. Anime of the Year Award. Um i guess i'll go ahead and give mine We actually all three gave different answers for a change um <laughs> so the first <laughs> me first um i gave my anime of the year to uh march comes in like a lion i had three other shows that i actually was thinking about for this specific award i thought about awari monogatari season two which was phenomenal and i thought it was a great wrap up to the series although not quite yet um I also thought about LWA uh, because it's fucking trigger and I, I absolutely loved it. Um, but I went with March Comes Like a Lion because of all the shows that I've watched this year, I don't think any show sp- this year for sure, but I don't think any show recently has made me definitely tear up as much as I have while watching March Comes Like a Lion, especially the first season. Um, as I said before, there's a lot of my, my younger self that I see in Ray. Um and it's every single episode for me is very is very emotional um, and it's rare especially recently that I've gotten to experience that while watching anime um, so for me personally it's very fulfilling it's very um, it's what I'm, I'm looking for right now and it definitely delivers on that um, other than that I mean it's shaft as we mentioned before the cinematography the animation um, is great the character designs are definitely memorable And uh, the soundtrack is phenomenal. I mean, what else do you need? It's anime of the year to me.
1: Fantastic first opening as well.
0: Absolutely. Um, And also, for reference, the first episode, the very first episode, which aired originally in 2016, um, was definitely one of the most powerful opening episodes of a drama series that I've ever watched. Hmm. Anyway, uh, Natai, what do you end up
1: choosing? Yeah, I'll say that full name again because, again, I will never get tired of it. Showa Geron Kuraku Shinju Season 2 is, probably is, is the best anime of 2017 for me. Nothing this year has come close to being, in my opinion, as good as this second season. Nothing in terms of writing, in terms of like direction and storytelling and, and like character building. It's so... It's so good at, like, portraying characters that feel like real people, and I appreciate that. I really love that about it, and the music is fantastic, it's like, this old jazz is just, oh, it oozes with style. I love it. This show just manages to, like, each and like, with each new episode, it manages to, like, blow me away with how well it does what it sets up to do, which is to tell a story about all of these people who are trying to, who are passionate about what they about their work about this art that's sort of that at least like in the story it's dying and how they're trying to preserve it and try maybe make it something new and take it with them to the future it's so it's heartfelt it's funny like my god i laughed so many times because of this show it's just yeah it's the best thing to come out this year in my opinion i absolutely love it so yeah that's my pick also also more people should watch it yeah
0: i don't think enough people have watched it that's definitely Definitely true. Um, all right, show. What'd you pick?
2: I picked Iron Blooded Orphans because I'm biased towards war stories. I really don't get enough, and I need more. And I'm kind of on a like a trip, a binge, a phase, <laughs> and I need I need to see people killing each other, and that's what I got <laughs> from Iron Blooded Orphans. Um, but besides that, it was like it, it like it scratched the itch that Code Geass had left. like years (laughs) and i'm like finally i it's like it's very different from code geass but i got the same sort of i got a a similar vibe um well because like it's made by the same producers so obviously it has some like similarities um but yeah and i really appreciate it for that and I definitely want more war stories, so... Kogia cool Season 3, let's oh, go! God. Let's go!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well that's it. That's our. Uh, those are our awards that we have for this year. Um, I don't know if any of those things surprise any of you or not, but... Uh, anyway, we'll move on. Um... I do want to do uh, one last thing before we actually end this episode and that is to take one last look back at 2017, the year that was and I'm going to ask the same question that I've asked the three times we've done this episode Looking at 2017 as a whole, would each of you say that 2017 was a good, bad, or meh year for anime? It's mm,
1: I think overall it was a good year, even even if sometimes it felt like there wasn't a whole lot of like incredible shows coming out each and every season there was always something unique to watch and try to get into um unfortunately in terms of the industries industry side i would say it was a pretty rough year uh, with all the stories about like the criminal friend story and those kind of things it's a it's a, it's kind of a shame but
0: finding out that the creator of roni kenshin's a pedophile yeah
1: that kind of stuff is like it's kind of it's disappointing it sucks but when it comes to the content that we consumed this year, I think, over it was a good year. Maybe not incredible, but it was a pretty good year.
0: Alright, show. what do you think?
2: Um, I think it's a mediocre year. Without Attack on Titan Iron Blood Orphans, it would have been a bad year. Just saying.
0: Actually, well, not for the reasons that you <laughs> said, but I definitely agree with your reasoning that it was kind of a meh year overall. I think you definitely had some standouts, as we've mentioned throughout this podcast. Um... But I think overall, like, you definitely want there to be more than one or two episodes or one or two shows per season that are standouts. And I think for at least two to three seasons this year, we didn't have that. Mm. And to me that kind of signals that it was kind of a mediocre year for anime. Um, I definitely think that there were there were definitely signs of, of some hope. Um, but like Natai said, there were the whole kimono friends fiasco that was um, that was a, definitely a big mark, uh, like a big blemish on the industry. Um, I definitely think the industry itself took kind of a beating this year in terms of like how it's perceived because you have so many stories that came out this year about how badly animators are treated at different studios. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think just overall it was just a very mediocre meh year for anime. But, and then one last thing before I definitely ended <laughs> uh i want to look forward to 2018 for just a moment um specifically two pieces of news that have come out within the last week um for stuff that's coming out in 2018 first of all netflix has i allegedly confirmed that violet evergarden will be airing week to week all across the world not just in japan um and I say allegedly because I went on there and apparently a bunch of other people have too. I don't think there's been an official announcement from Netflix yet. But I and several other people in the United States and in the West, outside of Japan that is, have gone on to Netflix and have seen that the like, placeholder for Violet Evergarden where the shows will eventually be put on Netflix has a thing that says first episode airs uh, 11th of January. So, it, a, seems like right a, it seems like they're going to go with a it seems like they're going to go with a simulcast. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it won't be like 1 hour after airing like it is with um uh like Crunchyroll and stuff, but it'll definitely be pretty soon after it airs in Japan. Um so that I'm completely excited about that if Netflix actually goes through with that. Um, second is uh, a couple days ago we it was confirmed by Shaft that they will be doing uh zoku awari monogatari anime sometime in 2018 they haven't uh, announced exactly when um but that is definitely coming and i for one could not be happier because i fucking love monogatari series um other than that was there any other news that you guys wanted to talk oh, i'll ask this of the stuff that's been announced so far for 2018 what are you two personally looking forward to the most Nitsai.
1: Um, Valid going is the given. I'm really, really like stoked to see how that show turns out. But I think, um, I think I'm mostly excited to see like how the big shows like MAJ and Attack on Titan are gonna handle doing this sort of yearly, yearly season uh, type of broadcasting. So I'm excited to see how, how that will pan out. So, yeah.
0: What about you, show?
2: Well, I've already said mine. Kogia Season 3. Let's
0: go. (sighs) Hasn't been announced when it's going to be airing, but it is sometime in 2018.
2: Mostly because I have no idea what they're going to do, and I'm very curious to find out. I'm also looking forward to Attack on Titan and Legend of the Galactic Heroes, but I already know the plot line that it's going to cover, so I'm not, like, there's not much of a mystery, whereas Koyas is a mystery. and I It need is to a know. complete mystery. Yes.
0: Um, well, as I've said, obviously, Violet Evergarden and Zoku Awari Managatari I'm hugely looking forward to. Um, one other thing in particular I'm definitely looking forward to next year is the third season of Index, which... That's going to be. That hasn't been announced when it's going to be airing yet. It's definitely not going to be in the winter. But if it's going to be the spring, I think we can officially say now that spring 2018 is going to be one of the most packed anime seasons ever.
1: Yeah, because, you know, we'll get JoJo Part 5 in spring 2018. No, we're not. No, we're not. We will.
0: (laughs) No, because David Production is animating Captain Tsubasa.
1: (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah.
0: JoJo Part 5 is not happening in 2018. Just calling it now. Well, anyway, well, um, other than that, um, it's been a hell of a year doing this. I personally want to thank everyone who has listened to this podcast over the last two years. Um, this is the third time that we've... Actually, just more than two years now. Uh, this is the third time we've done this yearly wrap-up, and they, for whatever reason, tend to be our most listened-to episodes. Um, so yeah, thank you for, for tuning in and listening to us every single Uh, episode that we do. Um, We've got some stuff, as I've mentioned, that we're in the works for next year that we're working on. Um, Perhaps a little more streaming uh, some of the content in the future. We're definitely going to try and do some of that. Um, Other than that, uh, one thing that is starting soon, um, we're recording this on the 29th, um, our fall division of our Best Boy and Best Girl contest, uh, round one, is going to start on uh, December 31st. So um I'm by the time this goes up that should be out and ready to go. Um so definitely go vote on that if you uh so choose. Um we've got some interesting characters lined up for that. Um other than that I am I what else what else is there to say about 2017? Memes are good. Else. Keep going. Yes. All right. I'll go ahead and end it then. Uh as I said thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us each and every time you do because we sure appreciate it because we enjoy bringing it to you every single time. Uh, if you want to check out previous episodes of the podcast, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. If you want to keep up with what we're doing and have a little more fun, you can join our Facebook group, follow our Twitch channel, or visit our website. And as always, if you have any questions, comments, criticism, concerns on this or any episode, feel free to choose an email. Links to all these things will be down below in the description. As always, I have been your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and I will see you next time. Say Happy New Year, everyone! Happy New Year! Woohoo! Woo! Woo Woohoo! Celebrate good times. Come on. No, I'm done. (laughs) I was no better than you fucking singing earlier. Shut up. Kaiki, best
1: boy. Kaiki. Bum, 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 (laughs) bum, (laughs) bum, bum,